there are plenty of cyber insurers that will write and fit the needs of clients regardless of their risk profile. That's Mike Bremer, Vice President for Consumer Protection at Experian, a provider of breach response services, suggesting it's the buyer's advantage in the cyber insurance marketplace. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I recently met with Bremer and Mark Graysiger, President of Net Diligence, a provider of cyber risk assessments, and we discussed the current state of the cyber insurance marketplace. We'll hear from Mike and Mark in a moment. First, some facts. In the United States, nearly 60 providers offer cyber insurance, up by a third over the past two years. Still, that number pales to the thousand providers furnishing property and casualty insurance. The small but steady growth of cyber insurers is being matched by an increase in the number of companies buying cyber insurance. According to a Poneman study, sponsored by Experian and published in October, 35% of survey respondents said their organizations carried cyber insurance in 2015. That's up from 26% in 2014 and 10% in 2013. Why aren't more providers offering cyber insurance? Here's Mark Graysiger. Most insurance companies have trouble finding underwriters and actuaries who can help them get a product off the ground. Just find the right people who can understand it enough that you can get a product off the ground and safely underwrite it and give your reinsurers peace of mind is challenging. That's why you see some companies dipping their toes in the water. Typically, they start out as an excess insurer. They'll sit above a primary insurer just because they think it's safer that way. Still, with more than half of American businesses having not purchased cyber insurance, demand is not outpacing supply. And though premiums aren't cheap, Bremer and Grasinger contend they're worth their price. First Mike, then Mark. I met with more than a half a dozen underwriters and they were complaining about how low, in fact, the premiums were because so many people were jumping in the market. It is expensive, but relative to not doing anything and then the cost, and again, just to put it into perspective, the average cost last year for a data breach was pegged at $3.79 million per event or $154 per record. That's up 23% from 2014. If you backdrop that against the cost of a cyber insurance policy and a $50,000 pension, even $100,000, it's a small price to pay. It's a false argument in today's world that cyber insurance is just too expensive. I agree 100% with you. We see generally premiums about $10,000 per million of coverage. In certain sectors, it might be a little bit higher. If you're a retailer with a million records in your system, the problem with the risk exposure is it tends to be high frequency and high severity. We see companies get impacted literally every year. It's not like an earthquake or flood type of insurance where it's once every 20 years or whatever. The frequency is much higher than any other threat exposure, in my opinion. And then it tends to also be high severity where it can be a limits loss. Even if you have a significant tower of coverage and you're a large company, it could go right through the full tower where all your excess carriers are also getting triggered. What keeps the coverage premiums down to a modest level, I feel, is to Mike's point, is there's so much competition out there now. Carriers still consider it a somewhat soft market because there's a lot of capacity chasing the same clients. And the brokers take advantage of that and are able to pull the premium levels down and sometimes even expand the scope of coverage, the breadth of coverage. If you're not buying it now and you have any kind of customer data, which is paramount to be protecting, 
I'm surprised, quite honestly, because you can't go a week without reading about somebody in your sector having some kind of an issue. And one issue that's getting a lot of attention in recent weeks is ransomware. That's when a hacker encrypts critical data on a system and demands payment, a ransom, to decrypt the information. Most cyber policies include ransomware coverage. In fact, ransomware and the coverage for it has been around for years. It just looked different. Mark Graysicker. I've seen it as early as literally over a decade ago, but the, the threat back then, Eric, was denial service attacks, bad guys saying, I'm going to knock you down, Mr. Retailer, during the height of the holiday season unless you pay me $20,000. It was that kind of extortion, and we've seen clients say, we're not paying, and then literally knock them down for three days. And for the bad guys, hacking into a system and encrypting data to collect a ransom is easier to execute than a distributed denial of service attack. Denial of service attack is a little bit harder for a bad guy to perform because you have to have a huge network in order to pull that off, like 100,000 computers that you control around the world pointing to one company to take them down. Whereas ransomware, there's mal- simply send that out to your, you know, your IT admin or whoever, and they click on something, and lo and behold, now their whole network is encrypted. So it's just an easier extortion method. Not all damages caused by a breach are covered by cyber insurance. The financial toll from some attacks are just too big. Again, net diligences, Mark Grasiger. A lot of the current types of cyber coverage really isn't built to cover the, the perceived cyber risks by especially the infrastructure companies like terrorist or bad guy does something to turn on an oil pipe through uh, the system. None of the coverages out there are nowhere near willing to go that direction of covering those mega events that are really sometimes caused by overseas governments and terrorism, things like that. That in part is because cyber insurance underwriters don't have enough actuarial information to know the cost of such mega breaches, and that lack of knowledge makes it hard to determine how much carriers should charge in premiums to cover potential huge losses. The underwriters even said, we're willing to look at doing that, but we need much more actuarial data to even consider expanding the scope of our coverage. I think that's what starts generating the need to start collecting more kinds of loss data from more industry sectors. Right now, I feel like the underwriters would need significant amount of data to take that leap in good faith to expand the scope of their coverage to really put policies in place that is going to be attractive to those large mass transit, oil and gas, utility, things like that. It's an important, just generally it's important because most companies are reluctant to share anything when it comes to cyber attacks because there's a reputational hit there. To gather that actuarial data would require more information sharing among carriers, as well as between insurance providers and critical infrastructure operators, those enterprises that face potential huge losses from massive data breaches. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro.